0: Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the number one international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And we're recording this show just uh, February 8th, 2019, and want to just let you know, if you haven't heard already, I will be doing a live event in Orlando, Florida, March 29th through 31st, sharing the stage with some great people all talking about the evidence of the afterlife, living a powerful life, help through grief, and the lineup is spectacular. So it's one of my first few events happening in the world, and I'm very excited and I'd love to have you be there. The uh, website for that is wedontdieorlando.com to find out more. Today on the show, I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Hassan Z. Dr. Hassan is a medical doctor and a writer, producer, director of four feature films, including his latest, Good Morning Pakistan. He is also a medium and a spiritual healer. Dr. Hassan is dedicated to spreading the message of spirit that our loved ones never leave us and are always with us, giving us hope and sending us love from the other side. We just have to connect with them. He now serves at the Golden Gate Spiritualist Church, as well as Celebrate Life and other spiritualist churches around the Bay Area in California. Dr. Hassan Z, welcome to We Don't Die Radio.
1: Hello, Sandra. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me to your show.
0: Well, I'm excited, and we spoke for just a few minutes before recording, and I think we have big smiles on our faces right now, and maybe the listener can feel that.
1: Yes, uh, when we are happy and healthy and we smile, then we bring a lot of positive vibrations into our life and our life becomes more easier.
0: Mm, Well, that's how I feel right now. And I wasn't feeling that before I called you. So I think there has something to do with it. (laughs) It's infectious. Well, tell us a little bit about you. You have done so much in your life so far with medicine, with the films. And I'm just so surprised you're also a medium. How does one man fit it all in? Maybe you can give us a little bit of your background story.
1: Yes. So ever since I was a child, uh, I know that I was a storyteller. And I remembered that there was something about me walking. Like, I walk a lot. And I have ended up here in, in the city of San Francisco where everybody loves to walk, you know, how in New York and in, in Chicago and San Francisco, you know, people love to walk because yes. uh it's so crowded and, you know, it's so hard to drive and park. So uh when I was a kid, I would walk like about a mile every day from my house to, uh, you know, school. I, I can remember that I was about 14 years old and, um, I felt a presence of a hand on my shoulder all the time when I was walking. And as a kid, I thought everybody had a hand on their shoulder. (laughs) Like there was a friend who was, uh, you know, putting his hand on the shoulder. But this was a pretty big hand. Like I could really feel the presence of this big, like a man Mm -hmm. holding you know, putting his hand on my shoulder while I'm walking. And was so comforted, comforting. So uh, I was a very, very intelligent student. And uh, everybody said, Hassan, uh, you are going to be a doctor. So this was, you know, everybody was telling me mm-hmm. that I'm going to be a doctor. So I was 19, and I got accepted in the medical school uh, through a scholarship. And I finished my, uh, medicine when I was 26, but along the way, I was going to radio and television in the evenings, doing like small programs, participating, uh, in the shows. And that way I was keeping my, uh, you know, the storytelling and my, uh, filmmaking, uh, alive in my heart. And, um. But along the way, I just did not understand about this spiritual experience which I was having. So I thought, okay, you know, this this guy has his hand on my shoulder, and um, I, I I just felt nothing of it. I just thought that everybody had a hand on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. So um, I came to America when I was twenty-seven years old. And I ended up here in San Francisco, and in 2000, I was sleeping in my bedroom, and this event just changed my life. So I'm sleeping in my bedroom, and around 2 a.m., I suddenly wake up, and I know there was a feeling of that I'm asleep, and I'm also awake. I have never had this feeling before in my life. And suddenly, I saw a white light inside my body. And there was another human being inside my body. And I was like, wow, this white light, this white being is inside me. And then suddenly, this white light, human form, started to raise out of my body. And I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, what's happening with me? And then this white light went up towards the roof and was touching the roof. It went to all the corners, four corners of the room. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my soul has left my body and it's up there. And I could see it. And then it suddenly started to go towards the door and was going to open the door knob and leave, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, my soul is leaving my body, and with all my power and everything, energy I had in my body, I pulled my soul back, and then I woke up, and my whole body was in perspiration, and I had never had an experience like this before in my life, No, and I was like, wow, So I was very scared and in the morning I called my friends and um, they they said it was an out-of-body experience which I did not know very much about. And then I loved to go to San Francisco Public Library and I was drawn over there towards the spiritual section and the book started to fall in front of me. I would look around and there's some book sitting over there as if the book said, read me, read me, read me.
2: Right. And
1: I was like overwhelmed by this uh, phenomena And I started reading books about spirituality. And within a week, uh, my friend Thomas called me and said, I'm going to take you to, I had I have not talked to him anything about this. And he said that we are going somewhere. So I said, okay. So on a Wednesday, uh, we went to this church. It's called Golden Gate Spiritualist Church. And as soon as I walked in, they give you a brochure uh, in which all the calendar and all the events which are happening in the church for that month are printed out. So And then there's a picture of this woman, Florence Becker, who started the church. So. When I looked at the dates, she was born on February 16th, past 1970. I was born on February 16th, 1970. I was like, wow, the numbers. And then I felt, I felt inside me that I'm at home. And my soul started to feel at ease as something I have already arrived at, a place where I needed to be. So since then, uh, it has been 19 years now, I have been going to Golden Gate Spiritualist Church, and I am a medium there. So um, it it was quite a journey. Like in the first uh, meeting when I went there, there was a group of people sitting uh, upstairs and there was a small seance and also like a a, um, a spiritual mediumship circle Mm -hmm. happening. And I went in there and I started to talk about this woman, Florence. She started to tell me things about her family and who she was. And the people were there like, where did you get this information from? And I was like, I have no idea. This woman is just telling me all these things. And everybody was astonished over there. And I just started going there, going there, I just keep going there. And while I was reading all these books about spirituality, uh, I found my calling there at Golden Gate Spiritualist Church.
0: That's such a beautiful story, and I'm assuming the information you're giving about Florence is correct, and they're astonished that you know these things. Is that right?
1: Yes, Florence Becker uh, was the founder of Golden Gate Spiritualist Church, and the church has been around now for about 90 years, and it's here in San Francisco, so whenever...
2: Anybody comes to San Francisco, I would highly recommend them to go and check it out. Uh, it's on Franklin and Gough Street in San
1: Francisco, So, and it's called Golden Gate Spiritualist Church.
0: Oh, That's great. And the day that she moved into the spirit world, you came into existence on planet Earth. I love that. I do.
1: Yes, and every year, February 16th, which is coming
2: up next week. Yes, it is. Uh, on Saturday, it's my birthday, and it's also Florence's birthday, so they do the big celebration at the church. Oh, it's fun. It's the you know, birthday of the church. So uh, it's going to be my birthday and Florence
1: Becker's birthday, and there would be like 200 people over there, and we'll have great time.
0: Oh, I'll toast you from here in Massachusetts. That's so exciting. I want to ask you, <laughs> in this, because now you're developing – you still have your um, practice as a doctor, correct? Yeah. Clinic. And now somehow you're also starting to make movies and you're becoming a medium all at the same time?
2: <laughs> yes,
1: I have made wow. four feature films. Yes. Uh, which have been released in theaters, uh, in the independent uh, theaters here in America. So I'm blessed.
0: Congratulations. I was looking at them. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do those. Yes, that's so exciting. Because that involves a lot of time, a lot of work. As I'm sure the medical yes. practice does too. Oh, it, it's interesting because... Well, I do, um, I do
1: uh, physical therapy. So it's not... A, because when I came to America, mm-hmm. I was asking God, spirit. I was asking that, Dear God, I have this wonderful knowledge and I spent eight years of my life, but the medical field is very, very tough. Doctors work like 12 to 14 hours yes, every day just to, you know, survive in this world. And I asked the spirit for guidance and I was given the guidance. So I was, I was more more directed towards healing. So I work four days and uh, it's just enough for me to be able to in that, in that profession. And then three days I spend on my filmmaking and Wednesday night I go to my mediumship. So I have created a balance uh, of all the three things which I love in my life. And uh, I go to my mediumship circles and Golden Gate Spiritualist Church regularly. And, um, you know, whenever I'm scheduled over there, I do mediumship and I give people readings. And people have given me amazing uh, feedback and how it has changed their life. And there are wonderful stories about what happened after uh, once, you know, I started going to, to this spiritualist circle and spiritualist uh, platform I call it platform and it's it's also grounding like you have to keep going because as a human being, we forget things. we go to a place and we really enjoy. At that moment, we're enjoying the the vibration and we are there and we're like, wow, I'm experiencing this. And the loved ones are coming close to me. But then as human beings, we forget because life comes in between. We have, uh, you know, family, we have jobs, we have other things to worry about. But then it kind of takes us away from that vibration. But what we need to do is go back to that vibration go among those people again who are in their spirit circle and uh you know re-energize re-energize get grounded and that helps me
0: well that's really good advice for anyone before we got on this call today hassan i i just felt very overwhelmed with everything that's coming up for me and what i need to do today and there's no way I can get it all done. And I was feeling a little bad. And then when I was reading about you and just knowing we're going to have this interview and I'm thinking, this man's a doctor, a filmmaker, a medium, and and you just said the word that I needed to hear is balance. And it's so thank you for that. And also being grounded and having your circle or having your church and being reminded, whether it's on a weekly basis or however, that there's more to life than just working and family and everything. There is the unseen world and our own spirituality. And it sounds like that's what you're getting on your Wednesday nights.
1: Absolutely. And um since going to the Golden Gate Spiritualist Church, I um you know, I have realized that we are all on a path. We have our own path. And um my path of going Into the spiritual, uh, you know, world and learning about it, because I was one day um, about to go to New York for my film. My film was getting distribution, and I had to fly to New York. And I, my bags are packed, and I am going to the airport. And suddenly, I get a call from my brother from Pakistan. And he said that our sister, elder sister, Nisa, is um sick. So I had this incredible like feeling as if I wanted to know more. Mm-hmm. I said there's more to it. She's not just sick. Why are you not telling me? Why are you not telling me? I got a little nervous. And then he said that she has passed. Oh, And I was like, wow. So I'm walking. I'm at the airport, flying to New York. I'm about to go into the plane, which is going to be like thousands of feet high in the air. So I go into the plane and I sit on my chair in the plane, on the seat, and uh, I close my eyes. And for... For a little bit, I go into another world, and I, I, I think I went to sleep. And I suddenly saw my sister. She came very, very close, and she kissed me on my forehead. And then she showed me a beautiful butterfly. And I'm like amazed, to see this beautiful butterfly and my sister standing there and then there's a beautiful garden she's standing in that and then she says come walk with me so we walked together and she showed me this beautiful house and it is um made of flowers like incredible beautiful flowers and she says this is my house i live here and this butterfly I sit on the wings of this butterfly and it takes me all over the world and I can see the world from above. And this is so beautiful, wonderful experience And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I had this imagination, this, this wonderful dream. And I wake up and I felt that I felt at peace is the peace inside me that my sister is okay. She's okay in the other world, on the other vibration. And then what happened? About a year later, I am here in downtown San Francisco. It's my day off. And uh, I suddenly see this small van, uh, and there was a sign on it. Let's take you to the uh, golden Ga- um, to the Golden Gate Garden. You know we have a big big yes. um, park, Golden Gate Park here in San Francisco. So, um, and I was like, "What is this?" I was just looking at it, and they said, "Oh, there are trolley dancers who are doing some dances in the Golden Gate Park in the Conservatory of Flowers." And it is free and you can come in and I'm just looking over there and I was, I look at my, you know, cell phone and I'm like, Oh, I have, I mean, it's my day off. So I have, you know, two, three hours to, you know, relax. So I was the only person
2: (laughs) in that little bus, (laughs) which took me to Golden Gate Park to the conservatory of flowers. And
1: I walk in and, um, Suddenly, they said, they told that there is an exhibition of 3,000 butterflies oh. from all over the world. So I walk in, and these butterflies are kind of sitting on my shoulders, on my
2: head, on my face.
1: And I was like, I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. Oh, my God. Ah, oh, in a wonderful, wonderful time. And I come back home and I get a call. And my mother calls me from Pakistan and says, Hassan, do you remember today is your sister's anniversary? Oh. And I was like, wow. All those butterflies Mm -hmm. which came to see me. And touch me and tell me something, yes, it was my sister
0: No coincidence. wanted to
1: come and say that she is around and she loves me. So since then,
2: my life has just turned into a spiritual vibration every day. Whatever I do, you know, whatever comes towards me, I just feel that it is coming from spirit.
0: Do you find, Hassan, that the happier you are and the more filled with joy, the more things happen, the more synchronicities or miracles or that you're aware of more things?
1: Yes. When you are happy, you're attracting more happy vibrations towards yourself. And I have learned over the years that it's not that I was happy all the time. I mean, I had a very, when I was younger. Just like any other person, you know, coming from another country, you know, you have to go through a lot to sure. adjust into a new country. You have to do all kind of jobs. You have to somehow manage it. Uh, and... You know, you keep thinking when you're younger, uh, you know, when you're, especially in your 20s and early
2: 30s, you're like, why is life treating me like this? Oh my gosh, what have I done? I am the most sad person in this world. (laughs) But I
1: have learned that everything sad which comes towards us is basically telling us there's happiness right next door. Right. So... Uh, everything which comes towards you, uh, if there was no sadness, then you wouldn't really know what happiness means. So uh, even when you are a little distressed or something sad which has happened to you, you just, you know, like I feel sadness and I feel like, okay, uh, this happened. It should not have happened, but it has happened. But then I started looking at the positive side of it. Like, what is the spirit trying to tell me? I need to look at that. Because there's a story. Do you want to hear more stories, Sandra? I
0: I love the stories, yes. We all love the stories.
1: So, basically, when I came to America, I got a job at St. Francis Hospital here. as I was working there, and uh, it was a new job, and I was in, I was new from another country, and um, so I was working there for like four months, and the Christmas was about to come, and everybody was happy, giving everybody gifts, and oh, Christmas is coming, and all that, and then I go into the you know, manager calls me one day and she says, uh, Why don't you come into the office? So I go into the office and um, she tells me that um, there's a letter of termination. And oh. I'm like, What? Uh, I was totally
2: confused.
1: I was like, Oh my gosh, as if somebody had pulled the whole earth under my feet. And I know that I was walking out and my my feet were really heavy and I could not walk. And I was like, wow. But at that time, I was walking down the street. At that time, something happened. Some spirit came very close to me and told me that this is your time to really pursue your passion. We did not wanted you to go in that direction. We wanted you to come into that, this direction. So I was pointed towards the San Francisco library and then I started reading books about cinema and I wrote a screenplay and one day I went to this where they rented the 35-millimeter cameras back then. I mean, we are talking 2004. And I saw a list of Academy Award-nominated filmmakers and cinematographers. And I asked the guy who worked there, I said, does anybody of them live here in the Bay Area? And he told me that this one guy, Hiro Narita, he lives here in Petaluma. So I called him up and I met Hero and I showed him my screenplay and he loved my screenplay and this guy who has worked on Academy Award films, he has like Never Cried Wolf, Honey and Shrunk the Kids, uh, he said he will shoot my movie.
0: Wow.
1: I mean, we're talking my first feature film. And it was called Night of Henna. Uh, You can check it on on YouTube or, you know, on my website, DocZFilms.com. So um, Hero, he said, uh, I would love to shoot your movie. And I was like, wow, this is something amazing. This is something. Then I thought back of the day when, you know, the job was taken away from me. I was like, wow, I need to go into this direction. So I saw on the internet about Panavision giving cameras to new filmmakers to shoot their movies. So I called Panavision, I called them up. And the woman who was sitting on the other side taking my call, she said, who's your cinematographer? And I said, Hiro Narita. And she said, oh, my gosh, hero! You know, she worked with him 20 years
2: ago oh, on an internship.
0: What are the chances of that? And they said, <laughs> everything
2: you need, cameras, lighting, everything, just send us a list and we'll, we'll give it to you.
0: That's spectacular.
2: So about $200,000 worth of equipment was sent to me to shoot my first feature film.
0: Incredible.
2: So that's how I made my
1: first film, Night of Henna, which was released in 20 cities here in the U.S. And we got great, like, I got distribution.
2: And that's another story. <laughs> how we got distribution and how I was thrown over into different cities with red carpets laid out for me to walk on them. And people came and watched
1: my movie. And then I can never forget the day when I was in New York. And they're doing a press screening of my film. And right next door was Robin Williams' film being screened. And he comes out. He opens the door and Robin Williams is standing over there. And I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. And I was like, kind of, I could not believe my eyes that my film was screening right next to his film. And I was like, wow, I mean, I have came a long way and spirit has helped me so much, tremendously. It's just the matter of believing. You believe in the spirit. You believe in the loved one and you believe in the angels who are working with you day and night. This is just a loving vibration. We are all vibrations. We are just expressing ourselves. And all the vibrations which have passed into the spirit world, our loved ones, their love is never going to die. So they are still around. And I keep telling that. I give that message every day, every week, every Wednesday, everywhere. And that's how people, when they listen to it, They just love me, and it makes me happy, and I'm a happy
0: person. Well, it's easy to love you. I feel good. I feel the vibration. I feel good right now just talking to you. I would think anyone who's listening right now (laughs) feels that as well. Hassan, can you give us some stories about you being a medium and maybe what it was like, yes, you saw Florence, but when you started working with people and realizing that you could identify their loved ones?
1: Yes. so. Basically, one day, um, you know, uh, now there there are a lot of people who I have worked with, and um, this uh, this person Rosalie. Now she's a friend. Also, I have given her many readings. But I will give an example because it's so important for people to understand. So she called me. And she said that she was having a hard time, and she was sad, and she's so far away, her mother has passed and so I invited her to come um to meet me, and she came, and then it was a really, really hot day. It was so hot and um we were here in this there's another little church which I go to once a month, and it's called Celebrate Life. And we were there. It was so hot, extremely hot, that, you know, we were perspiring. And then we were sitting, um, like, in in a little balcony, and I was giving her reading because we wanted to sit outside because, um, you know, the air was quite hot inside Mm -hmm. the room. So um, she came and sat in front of me, and her eyes were all teared. Up and um, out of nowhere, I mean, this, Sandra, you won't believe, out of nowhere, a little cloud came and it started to rain. Hmm. While I'm giving her this reading and giving, telling her. So when I give a reading, I believe that we have to identify the spirit. Right. So I told her few things about the spirit which is coming in to meet her and greet her so that the person who's getting the reading knows that it's definitely him or her which they are trying to connect to. So I have to give evidence. That's what we do there in Golden Gate Spiritualist Church. It's an evidential mediumship Like you don't ask too many questions from the subject you give them information first to confirm that this is a person who has came in and then slowly you talk about what that message is coming through so you we were sitting and suddenly it started to rain and we were all like wow this breeze kind of just came in and she started to cry and she's like oh my gosh my mother is here and uh As soon as the reading finished, the rain was also done with. (laughs) So we had this incredible experience. And then in Golden Gate Spiritualist Church, I go, you know, two or three times on a Wednesday night, and I've given so many messages to people. And people come to me, and they said yes. And sometimes the words, the words which the Spirit has said to them when they were alive over here. Like yesterday, I was at Celebrate Life and suddenly this woman came and she was talking about the gatekeeper as if she's the gatekeeper at, she's taken the job of the gatekeeper in the other world for the spirits who are walking through into the other world. She takes care of them and she loves them and she comforts them. So I was talking about the gatekeeper and then this man in the uh, you know, uh, audience started to cry. And he said that, yes, when she was here, we talked about the gatekeeper. And I was like, wow, that's the confirmation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I do readings. I mean,
2: I, I, I have, my plate is full <laughs> with filmmaking. But you and,
0: keep you know, putting my... things on your plate. Cause before we started this <laughs> interview, you are open for people to contact you and do medium readings. You just, you're a giver. Yeah.
1: Yes. And also, you know, it's okay because the gift which I have, I want to give it to people. And I will, somehow the spirit will make time for whatever needs to get done. So I don't worry about it because my films are going to get done. My work is going to get done. And the people who are going to reach me and they are longing for to meet their loved ones. Yes. So I will. Give them time and spirit will make time, so I'm not worried.
0: Do you ever have, Hassan, things that come into your mind that the spirit world wants you to say that you think is this my imagination? That sounds crazy, but then the person is saying, No, that's perfect, you know?
2: Mm,
1: No, because I don't work with skepticism. Okay, when I was, um, you know, in the very beginning. Like, in 2000, my journey of spiritualism started. So in, like, first two years, I was a little skeptic. Okay. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, why this thought is coming in my head? Or why why I'm saying this? Or also, here's another thing. Like, people might think that mediums are like, you know, like, we see people and we just start going into their life. I don't work like that. It's about permission. Right. It's about timing. You are going to sit with somebody or you have an intention. Like if somebody gets a phone reading, so it's his or her intention. So I have to respect that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going into other people's life or into their spiritual worlds with their permission. I just don't, I don't walk down the street and look at people and say like, oh, that's going to ha- happen to that one or that's going to.
0: Or your grandfather's with you. <laughs> you see that on TV a lot, I think, with some of these mediums. So it's just, and, and obviously it sells TV shows and things like that, that they do that sort of thing. But yeah, the right. thing
1: is that, you know, as we talked in the very beginning, the balance, like I think that some mediums were on TV or, you know, radio, they. They have the ability, but then, you know, if they're going to start taking it to another, I mean, abundant, like too much of everything is not good. Right. So you have to kind of create a balance. You have to create a respect for other people. I mean, you know, some people think that, oh, I should just call the medium and ask like what I'm going to eat this evening or, you know, am I going to go there or what's going to happen? Like, I don't work that way. It's more of a very spiritual, you know, it's like like you have a spirit, you have a soul. So we are working with that. It's very delicate. It's very important. So, you know, I'm not going to like every day, you know, get up and start giving out, like throwing out messages. You know, I just have to be very careful with the gift which I have been given.
0: Yes, I believe that too. Now, let me ask you a question. Because you are in filmmaking, how, because I have a funny feeling that you want to impact the most amount of people in your lifetime with joy, with a sense of spirituality. Do you have a way that you strategically inject your films with some of this good feeling? It may not be about mediumship, but... Like, I believe your last movie was really impactful helping people. Um, Do you want to just share with, because I I know my other job is feeding people. So I have a catering business with my mother. So even though I'm not talking to people about the afterlife, I'm giving people a good experience, good food, lots of love, great service, always smiling. And I just have this feeling that in your movies, you're injecting this part of yourself as well.
1: Yes. Every film which I did, there was always spirit in it. So, um, I didn't, in the beginning, I didn't know uh, what I was doing, like because I'm telling a story. And uh, also, like, you know, I have been doing this for 18 years, filmmaking also, along with my mediumship. So, I was always thinking, like, how I'm going to bridge this gap, what I'm going to do about both of these things. But then I realized I'm already doing it uh, because. One time, now I'll tell you this story. One time, I wrote a screenplay. This is my third feature film. And I wrote that there's a beautiful house in it. It's more than a hundred-year-old house. And there are three floors to it. And there's are spirits walking around. So I wanted to make this movie about the spirit who has passed. And um, so I wrote the screenplay it took me about six seven months to finish this screenplay so now is the time for you know looking at locations and where are we going to shoot this film so i my friend Paige, she sometimes like actually every other month she comes to get a reading from me she's been getting readings from me for the last 10 years oh, it really nice. helps them it transforms her life uh So she called me and said that her friend has a little place, beautiful little place, uh, in Oakland, which I should see for filming there. So I said, okay, I'll come down and look at it. So I go there, and I see the place, and I really loved it. And I thought, okay, this is going to be the pastor's house, which I'm going to shoot the pastor's house scenes and then I'm coming out and I just walk like half a block and I see this incredible building and it's a big plaque over there called Cohen Bray House and it was more than a hundred year old building with three stories and there's nobody living there. And I knocked there and this old man comes out and I said, I'm going to make a movie and I want to look at this house. And he opened the door, he took me inside and he said, they have been waiting for years for somebody to come and shoot a movie over here. Because this house has been preserved for the last hundred years by the city of Oakland. Beautiful. And I was like, wow. I mean, the red building, the way I imagined, the way there were three floors and everything which was in it. Then I shot the movie. My film House of Temptation was shot there. So Spirit has been helping me in all different ways. So my films that my next one, which I just finished, which has won the Best feature Film Award here in... Uh, it's a little festival here in San Francisco. It's called Another Hole in the Head Film Festival.
0: Oh, congratulations, um, so we by won the way.
1: Be- <laughs> We won the Best feature Film Award. And my film, Good Morning Pakistan, was accepted in India. I mean, it's unheard of. Like, it's very rare for a Pakistani film be shown in India so my film was the only film which got selected in Haryana International Film Festival in India in January we just did the festival so I was like wow and that film also has a spirit present in it and it's called Good Morning Pakistan so if anybody wants to check out my films they can just go to www.doccfilms.com
0: yeah. So that's D-O-C-Z-E-E com. I'm so yeah. proud of you. And it's really interesting to me because first of all, I feel very good while we're talking right now. or Me listening yes. to your stories. I feel that <laughs> rays of energy. I mean, I really do. And hopefully our listener can too. But I'm thinking, I and I have this belief, Hassan, that the time has come for there to be a shift on the planet, really, for people to remember who we are, to know that there's the spiritual side to us, that the spirit world exists. And I see some very, I don't think the word's affluent, but people that are in some pretty big positions, doctors, attorneys, filmmakers, uh, that are also mediums, that are also involved with spirituality. And I think when the time comes for more movies to happen and things like that. The spirit world is already lining up people in these different industries that big things are going to happen in the future. They're happening now, but I I honestly think there's going to be some even greater things happening with you and your films and your mediumship. And I'm excited to be your new friend and excited for the day (laughs) we meet. I would love that. Uh, but this is just great. I'm very proud of you. I'm excited to see your films. And I, I know watching them, I will feel that energy that you've injected in them, the, the spirituality, the good yeah, vibes. Um,
1: yeah. What I would suggest to you know listeners who are listening to your show, and I know you have hundreds of shows and a lot of people are listening to, what you're bringing uh, this gift and serving the spirit world. that is just amazing. Uh, I would say that, you know, we should, when when we are going somewhere and suddenly something happens, and we're like, oh, I was saved, or we're in a car, and we suddenly feel like, oh, our direction was changed, and oh my gosh, if I was there, something, accident would have happened, or these are spirits helping us, guiding us, taking us away from the bad things which were going to happen to us. I mean, these are our loved ones who are always around us. And it's like there's no time in that, uh, you know, world, on on that vibration. So we can connect with them at any moment. Like in in an instant, they are right there. And then, you know, you can talk to a medium uh, or a psychic to help you get connected with them. And also, a lot of people who come to, you know, these spirit circles, they also start to develop this because they are grounding themselves. So I would suggest that, you know, if you have some spirit circle uh, somewhere where you can go, and I'm also thinking of starting like an online spirit circle, so people can just, you know, come there and be part of that. Wouldn't that be amazing?
0: It would be amazing. Amazing.
1: Yeah, so uh, every day I get up and I know that spirit has something lined up for me. And when I go to work, you know, I see other people that are like, oh, I'm so tired and how am going to get through this day? And I'm
2: excited to see my clients. I love my clients. I want to work with them. They came in to get healing energy from me. So
1: I love to meet my clients. I love to meet people. I love to meet
2: actors,
1: anybody who has something to share. And just the way, you know, the food, oh my gosh, like Spirit loves food because food is a connection which kind of, like we eat food, it gives us energy. Nice. So energy, it's a vibration. So Sandra, when you are working with all these people, giving them food, you are infusing your loving energy into this. And you are providing such a great service to these people because when you make them happy, they eat good food, they eat, They say, like, wow, and they praise you. So that's a great accomplishment because not everything is money energy. Like, I know we need money. I know we have to have a lot of it. But, you know, we also have to look at happiness. Like, money is not going to bring happiness. There are other things which we have to know which are going to bring happiness. The joy, being happy, meeting people, spending time with your friends, eating good food—you know, even a little good food—is going to change your vibration, make you happy. So cherish that and grateful. Be grateful, thankful, because the more thankful we are to the universe, then the more abundance the universe brings to us.
0: I just thought. So of... these are. Yeah, these are
1: few things which I have learned over the years, and I try to, uh, you know, infuse them in my life every day.
0: What I wanted to say, Hasan, thank you for that, is um, I heard the Silver Birch, um, this is a quote that service is the coin of the spirit world. So anytime you serve another person, that's like the, the biggest thing you can do. And, and I love that. Service is the coin of the spirit world. And then the other thing I was thinking, as far as you just said gratitude, I remember somebody saying once how important it is to say thank you. And they said, if you could imagine your grandmother giving you a Christmas gift and you never say thank you, well, how much more is she going to give you? You know, The more you say thank you and you're really appreciative, it makes people want to give. And I think the same way with the universe and the spirit world, when we can really sit with, I'm so grateful for this, then it's like, oh, they see this, let's give a little bit more, you know, so, and it feels <laughs> it feels good too. It feels Absolutely,
2: good. Absolutely, you're right.
1: Yeah, so um, when I was a kid, now I'm thinking back, um, when I was a kid, I had this thing in me, and I would talk, to, I had a great relationship my, with my mother, And she has passed into the spirit. She passed into the spirit in like 2017. It has already been like two years. And um, time is flying. Yes. Um, When I was a kid, I would talk to her and I say, I I would say, mother, uh, you know, I'm really thankful for what we have because there are some people who are so poor And they live in these tiny little houses. And, you know, we have a big house, a nice house. We have a little garden. I want to be thankful. I want
2: to say thank you. I want to say thank you to these little plants. I want to say thank you to these little trees. And my mom would look at me and she's like, wow. Uh, She was just amazed at how I would think. Um. So I had that thing uh, of thanking
1: people. Like, you know, if anybody does even a little thing for you, just say thank you. Because you're saying that to the universe. And the universe listens. Every time you say thank you from your heart, the universe listens to that. And then the universe gives you more and more and more. And um, these are some of the basic principles of the universe. So gratitude is just important and so amazing.
0: There was a book that I read, Hassan, I I think it's called The Magic. And it's by the woman, Rhonda Byrne, who did the movie The Secret. You know that movie? I think it's called The Magic. Yes, I have
1: seen that movie many times.
0: But The Magic is a book, and I think that's the book. And it's a 28-day practice of gratitude. And every day Mm -hmm. you read one chapter and there's different things that you're grateful for. And I remember in those 28 days, it was almost like magic happened in my life. The people that came in, the good things that happened. And it was so obvious that what I was doing differently was being grateful for already the things I had and how much more came in. And it's, now that I'm talking to you about it, I think I'm going to reread the book because it was such a basic, (laughs) easy thing and it felt good, but then things were happening. So gratitude really stirs up the universe and I think it's wonderful. Yes,
1: yes, it changes, it changes the vibration of wow now i'm feeling that my vibration has changed also like can you <laughs> feel it in my voice
0: i felt it in your <laughs> voice now you should feel it in my voice and we're just giving it back to each other since your mom has passed into the spirit world um, not that long ago how are you doing because you're still human we still experience grief have you felt her presence how has that been for you because it was hard for when yes. my dad left and even though i have the belief it's still difficult
1: Yes. So what happened was that two thousand and sixteen December I got a call from my mom and my mom said that I'm just having a little chest pain once in a while. And what do you think, Hassan? You're a doctor and I said, Mom, you're gonna be okay. These kind of things happen, you know, I was just being a son. So um these kind of things happen, and, you know, I will ask the younger brother to take you to the hospital. And and then she said, why don't you come and visit me? I said, okay. So I booked my flight December 31st, 2016. I'm in the plane. So I don't know, like, these important dates, I'm usually in the plane. Um, and then I fly, and my plane lands in Pakistan on the 1st of January. The new year. Yeah, So I go there and I meet my mom and she's so happy and we are in so such a happy vibration. And this idea comes into my head that I should record like my mom's life history, like just like a recording on the tape. Uh-huh. So we talk every morning we get up and my mom makes like a cup of coffee, tea in the morning and we sit and we just talk about her life, and where was she born, and I got to know a lot about her. I mean, she was like 72. Uh, And we talked and talked, and I had about 12 hours of that footage. Um, And then uh, I was was there in Pakistan, and I start to meet these people which I haven't seen in 20 years, and they all said, Hassan, you're making movies in America, Why, why don't you make one here? So I was like, wow, I have a plan to make my new film. And here I am in Pakistan. So I told my mom, mom, I want to shoot a movie and I think I'm going to shoot in Pakistan. And she said that would be so much fun. Uh, and I decided to make the film in Pakistan. So we even shot few of the scenes in my house.
2: Nice. And my
1: my mother is also in one of the scenes nice. as an extra, sitting, sitting and listening to the music. Um, uh, which we brought in a couple of other big artists to come and play the music. And we shot that scene, and mom is sitting in the audience. Um uh, so we shot the film. Uh, because I actually came back to America after meeting my mom, and then I went back again within a month. I went back again. Uh and I stayed there for the whole month of March. And, um, you know, I, uh, I shot the movie, and these actors came into our house, and we stayed there, and then we shot the movie in the village where I was born. We also put in all those shrines, which my mother used to take me to as a kid. Great. And um, so we shot the whole film. All the actors went back to where they came from, and. A week after my mom passed into the spirit. Wow. And I was like, wow, I had to experience this. And she passed in my hands in the hospital. I was the last person she was looking at when she passed into oh. the spirit. I mean, I have never stayed in Pakistan ever that long in the last twenty years. And this was the only time I went there for and I stayed the whole month of January and the whole month of March.
2: Two months
1: of last time of my mother here on the planet Earth. I was so blessed. So my mom passed through the spirit and I was fine at that time. The spirit I mean, when they were putting her in the grave, I saw her standing over there as a beautiful young teenager girl.
0: Oh, that's beautiful, Hassan. That's really nice.
1: Yeah, I saw her standing over there looking at, she's like, "What?" Are, she asked me, what are these people doing? And I said, mom, they're putting you, you know, into the grave. And she's like, oh, I'm not there, I'm here. That's, that's nice, what
0: she said. that's
1: nice. And at that time, I was surrounded with the love of my brothers and sisters, so I stayed there in Pakistan for like another five months. This was the first ever time I stayed that long because I was finishing up also some of my film editing and all that. But when I came back to America, like in September of 2017, that's when it hit me, like I was because over there, everybody was around. I could talk to my sisters, brothers, phone calls, meeting them every week. But when I came back here in America, I started to feel I have lost something very big. And I just, I wouldn't want it to get up in the morning. Right. And I was, I was going through this period of grief, which I didn't even know. I was like, why is this happening to me? And I called my sister. And she was like, you know, you're such a great person. You help other people. You have to get up. You got to go and help people. And, uh, but I was not in my place. I was not myself. So I I had this period of like about three months when I was just down. I mean, I was going to work and I was, you know, doing everything which I needed to do in my life. But I was just not me. Right. So one day. I was sitting, and suddenly I felt the presence
2: of my mother, and she said, "You got to get up, hmm. and you got to go and do all these things which you always do. And by just lying over there and not thinking and being down, it's not going to get you anywhere. This
1: is not you, son." And she, as I felt as if she, like, pushed me, gave me a, like a little tap on the shoulder. And I got up and I was fine. I called my brother. I said, I feel great. I'm fine. Mother came last night. She told me I got to go and live my life. And I I was so blessed. And I never had that feeling ever again. So I, I went through that period. which needed as a human being for me to go through, to, you know, grieve the, the presence of my mother. Uh, but... I mean, also the loss at the same time, but her presence in the spirit world—it um, was just amazing,
0: and
1: exactly. how spirit helps us go through it. We just have to trust them.
0: Mm, I think it helps, and then, also because three months is not a long time. It took me—it feels like four years from, and it felt like a dark cloud was over me until it mm. lifted. So I think it depends. But I also think you having be grounded in spiritualism, in having your Wednesday or your church that you go to, I, I know it helps tremendously to have a, a faith, a practice, people around you, that you're working as a medium and, and all that, like it really helps. And I know in my time, even though I believed in all this, I did not have a practice or a community that I was part of. So I can't suggest enough to people that are grieving, because I know plenty of people are grieving right now listening to this. Sometimes our mind wants us to make us just go by ourselves, but it really is yeah. good to be with a group of people, get involved. I love your idea of an online spirit circle. It <laughs> would be great if it was a 20, yes. 24-hour website that people could go anytime. <laughs> no pressure, but that's my <laughs> my advice. Hassan, I'm looking at the time and we need to wrap up this episode although I think we could talk for another four hours. But you had mentioned something about your friend Paige calling you every two months for a reading. Can I assume that you also not just medium reading but you tie in the psychic sense as well and you can help people kind of get back on direction with their life? Or is that... Absolutely. Yes, okay.
1: Um, Well, my... uh, You know, because... The spiritual world, uh, the people do things differently. So some people only do psychic readings. Some people kind of do, uh, they ask questions about what you need answers from. But I start out with connecting with a loved one or an angel or a spirit guide. And then from there, you know, we can have questions. The answers are provided, so it it is a wonderful you know one hour of uh, phone reading or sitting together. Uh, so if anybody's interested, uh, they can reach out to me.
0: So for our listener, not only is he a doctor, a filmmaker, and a medium, but he said at the beginning of the show that he is welcoming if people are looking for a reading. Oh, I have his email address here, and you can email him. And I just, Hassan, I think you're so generous, and I can't imagine you not getting lots of emails because the joy that you've made me feel, and you haven't even given me a medium reading, <laughs> but in this hour has been tremendous. So your email address is hassanz at gmail dot com. Is that correct?
2: Yes. So it's
1: h a s s a n z. Z for zebra, z e e at gmail dot com. So again, h a s s a n z e e at gmail dot com. Uh, you can send me an email, and from there we can kind of uh, see what times are available or how I can help you and uh, we can talk about the details.
0: Wonderful. And then your website for your films is doczfilms.com and there's a button there that says contact me. Does, does that go right to you also? If someone clicks on that contact me Yeah, if
1: if they if they uh, uh, you know click on it it's going to take them to the Hassanzi at gmail.com. Okay, okay. So but,
0: um, it'll get to yeah, you. Yeah, a good
1: idea would be to just directly uh, reach me at Hassanzi at gmail.com. And I'm getting so many calls and emails recently that now I have decided that I should have to have a website yes. separately for this <laughs> work. So yes. I'm going to I'm gonna set that up pretty soon. And then uh, I will like allocate some of my time in which, you know, I just... I'll help people with my mediumship readings, so that that could be done soon also.
0: In eighteen years, you've been a medium, and eighteen years a filmmaker—is that about right? Is that what you said?
1: Yes, uh, eighteen years uh, of filmmaking. I have about done uh, four feature films, uh, wow. and the mediumship I have developed, but uh, the readings which I have been given giving to people are. Uh, I've been doing it for six years.
0: Yeah, great. That's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I know those spiritualist churches you practice a lot sitting before they put oh, you yeah. on platforms. So you really have to
2: Yeah, they want like our our people over there are pretty
1: strict, so they won't let anybody just go up there and uh do readings for people. It it has it has to be evidential yes. mediumship. That you have to prove that the person who is coming in, they have to give some signs. And we have to talk to them and get that information from the spirit world to be able to uh, communicate that to the audience. So it is pretty difficult. So uh, I've been doing that for six years now. So I'm grateful and thankful for uh, these spiritualist churches giving me the opportunity.
0: To help people. Oh, you're helping people in so many ways. Thank you from the bottom of my heart and from all the people that are listening. Hassan, for everything that you do, how you touch people in so many ways. And some people, I'm sure, will see your films and your future films and not even realize why they feel so good and not know who the man is behind it, but I know. And I'm really <laughs> I'm grateful that we have connected and I'm sure I will see you face-to-face, uh, probably in California sometime, give you a big hug. And I really want to support you and everything you're up to. So please keep me posted. I'm happy to share your films, your web, new website, whatever that may be. Okay?
1: Okay. Thank you so much, Sandra. I really love being uh, on your show. And again, thank you for giving me this opportunity to convey this message of love to all the people who are here and who have passed into the spirit.
0: Yes, and and for our listener, thank you for spending this time with us. I really did get filled with the good feeling, good vibrations, good thoughts, and I feel, I feel great. And I can tell you, I didn't feel so great when we first started talking. I was trying to psych myself up. Um, but it, it is true when we have a community or listening to a show or going to a church or something, that you, Every people need people to help lift them up. And then you remember or try to remember that in the unseen world around you, you have a whole spirit team of loved ones, of angels, of just all kinds that are just cheering you on. They're your biggest cheerleaders. I, I love the advice. Be grateful. Say thank you. Uh, look for the beauty and things and more will come. I just love that. So just a reminder, our home base for all these many episodes is we don't die radio.com where now you can find 294 hours. It's a lot. But they're good, they're empowering episodes about not only we don't die, but that we are souls having a human experience. So Hassan, like many of our guests, has have given us tools for living a good life now. Also at we don't die radio.com, you can find a free audio from me, how to survive grief. Um, several chapters of my book, it says, of We Don't Die. The secret is, it's the whole book if you if you click on it. And then also, just if you are interested to come into Orlando in the end of March 2019, visit We Don't Die Orlando.com. So in closing, this is Sandra Champlain. I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for the soul, and that your life here on Earth is important. So remember to say thank you for the little things, the big things, and just raise your vibration and look for the moments where we can serve another person. Really, some great words of advice came in today. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.